tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. would some reason like to live in a zoo. Um, by the way, I love that you wore a zebra, but you said you uh, were talking about giraffes because you go down to Tijuana and they take donkeys <laughs> and paint them zebra colors and then convince everybody that they... So that's a great thing. So that's controversy. You took a little beating. You're a good man, fr my friend. Uh, real quick, guys, we're a week away from Las Vegas. That's right. Go to samtriply.com and you can see Fear and Adrenochroming live in Las Vegas at the Backstage Bar and Billiard Show. Uh, this is where they do all the Netflix specials. XG, uh, Eddie Bravo, myself, Tino Sanchez, and my good friend Trez Mella from the Think Stopper podcast. We will all be there. Just go to samtriply.com. Find those tickets, Vegas. All right, and then we have what else coming Tuesday, up? Tuesday, Comedy Chaos. Tuesday, Comedy Chaos is live at the Comedy Store. We got a killer lineup. We got Burt Kreischer in both shows. Uh, it's a murder lineup. The fly flyer's about to be put out. Uh, again, go to the ComedyStore.com. Both these shows will sell out, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Absolute Extract. Go to abx.org and use the promo code uh, CHAOS to get 20% off of all your purchases, man. You want to support the show? A great way to do it is go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and we got all the new t-shirts up there. We got Once Upon a Time on This Flat Earth. We have a Steal Your Tinfoil Hat. What else? We got the, the Unabomber, Unabomber was right. So all the shirts are there for you. The great way to support the show. And come see us live. Guys, this show is brought to you by our good friends at Blue Chew. That's right, Blue Chew. You love America, you love American boners, you go to Blue Chew, everybody. That's right. <laughs> go. That's how's that, man. It's American made for American men, for American ladies. Unless you're into American men, then it's made for American men for who are into American men. Go to bluechew.com, right? Blue Chew offers men a performance enhancement. Man, I'm. Uh, this is a weird read with these guys on screen here. Uh, the Blue Chew offers performance enhancement for the bedroom. Uh, bluechew.com gets you the first chewable with all the active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis. Chewables. 
can work up to five, twice as fast, okay? It's great. I use it all the time. Like I've said, whether I'm going to see a lady or going to get into a street fight, I take a blue chew because <laughs> there's nothing scarier than when you're about to fight a guy who's rock hard, okay? And that's the surest way people start writing, okay? You want to fight, you yeah, boner, or you just start randomly crying. Either way, they're going to move on. If you love sex, you're going to love blue chew. Okay, this is what you got to do. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code TINFOIL. And just after that, it's $5 shipping, okay? That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code TINFOIL. If you love America, you're going to love Blue Chew. So go check that out. That's the business. Got that out of the way. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this hard-hitting journalism, okay? Uh, <laughs> Man, I am uh, ex very excited today. Uh, you know, I love doing this show, and I love that I can just talk to people who are doing what I'm doing, but on a larger scale. Uh, I mean, I, I must say that these guys have the best channel on YouTube, and I'm even going to go a step farther and say they probably have the best channel on Pornhub, too, okay? <laughs> if their videos are on Pornhub, they get more views, okay? So, I mean, it's an amazing show. It is like, I feel like what they do is what we need in this truth community, which is like getting across some very intense information in a very digestible way. You know, I do it through being illiterate, okay? I can't read barely or write barely, and a lot of people relate to that. So I take these very smart things and I break it down for simple. You know, these guys take some very, very, very deep information and they make it very accessible for all of us. And uh, they got the best website. They got the, this new website we're going to talk to them about. Uh, out of necessity, they had to do it. I think it's very important. So please welcome... Uh, from the Edge of Wonders, okay, we got Rob Counts and Ben Chastine, everybody, who nailed both of those. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You did. I love you guys, man. I got a weird man crush on both of you. I, I, I'm sure it's going to make this uh, whole interview very uncomfortable, okay, after I talk to you. Just don't try to fight me with a boner. I don't need to see that. <laughs> that whole thing was hilarious that thank you guys uh i'm being dead serious when i say your guys's website is, i mean your guys's youtube channel is my favorite channel it is what we need in this whole thing we don't need to be getting angry and yelling at each other about everything it just needs to be like here's the information done in a way that's super fun and very and it's, it's very important because it's also Super shiny, super slick, you know, and we're all just monkeys and sneakers and we like to see the bells and the whistles. And I think that's what makes your stuff so amazing because the information's so good, but it's also a fun thing to watch. How's everything going? Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the content, like we're ramping up and put, putting out like crazier stuff every week, but we've been getting censored like hardcore yeah. so like our biggest funnel is our youtube channel right because we we acquired 370,000 subscribers in about a year and then it's basically 2019 it has stayed at 370,000 yes! subscribers. yeah we're we, we were getting we were getting like 50 over 50,000 subscribers a month you know coming in like around last year this time to december to january and then right after january it went half and then march is just like plateaued 
You know, and what we're finding is that a lot of people who are subscribed to our channel, we're getting a lot of emails and messages of people telling us they have to resubscribe to our channel, that they're getting just unsubscribed automatically. So for every like 2,000 subscribers, like there's 2,000 that are being unsubscribed. Yes, man. I have the same thing. It's telling me like, you know, at the peak, I was getting like 5,000 every 28 days, right? And it's not even close to that, even though I've done some big shows since then. And uh, I mean, like everything's been cooking with gas and I j they won't let me get 70,000. They just won't. I've been yeah. at 68,000 for about yeah. three months for the, to the point where I'm just like, I, I put these out, these videos on YouTube. I don't know where we're supposed to go. I suggest MySpace, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, that thing's pretty slick. They got stuff out there. But in all seriousness, in, in response to this YouTube, uh, I don't know if purge or uh, uh, shadow banning, I would say, you guys start this. It looks like you guys have a pretty cool website going now. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so edgeofwonder.tv is the reason why we can keep going because uh, YouTube has cut our revenue down to one sixteenth of what it used to be. Oh my so, wow. Yeah, so we were, we were actually making, you know, our channel actually at its – in its heyday was had the view time of a channel that had over a million subscribers. So we were actually doing okay from the ad revenue on YouTube. And so what we had to do is we had to innovate our way out of this whole thing. So we created edgeofwonder.tv where we could put all of the stuff that can't go on YouTube, all of the censor, the stuff that YouTube would censor if we tried to put it on there, we put here. So we did like, for instance, a music industry series, which was like totally insane. We've been hitting pizza fence, we'll call it, because we can't say that, you know, in most places. Um, and like just all kinds of different stuff on here now. So like all of our crazy episodes we're putting on edgewonder.tv now. What's happened though is because we're we, they have a stranglehold on us. A lot of people aren't finding our content on YouTube, and then our funnel for edgewonder.tv goes away, and we're kind of like we've kind of are stagnating a little bit on our channel and it's really it's kind of worrying us a lot because that is literally how we're able to do what we do it's just it's kind of yeah it keeping is us going at this point you know yeah. well it is bad and here's the whole thing it's like everybody wants active be you know active in the community we need activism and stuff like that it's like you have to follow channels like Edge of Wonder to wherever they move their content to. We have to get away from this kind of like, if it's not on YouTube, I don't want to see it because you're allowing this mechanism to control the information. I get it. YouTube's really easy. But what do we know? They're censoring truth. They're censoring not like a certain side of the argument here. And I, I bet you if you guys really broke it down, we'd all agree that like it's not just right versus left. Like we're discussing good versus evil. And the fact that they take a certain side of that is just unbelievable to me. And if people can't see this, you realize that you're supporting the system you now have dis you know discovered is so corrupt. And like... Is Google business? Is YouTube a business? Because yeah. when they do this shadow banning stuff, we found that YouTube's lost $80 billion. Well, no business would ever keep going on a model where they lose $80 billion, but they're still doing it. But who's doing it good? Alex Jones, Infowars.com. 
he figured out how to do it. He what still got he he got banned from YouTube, and what right. did he do? He di- he started his own website, and he's still getting pushed up. And now people just they he doesn't have a YouTube, but other people, other channels. Well, you know what shit. they're doing, dude. Yeah, that's what you got to do. But then it's like it's well, he basically creates other channels. But then why should he have to do he that? He shouldn't. Why should I just wonder how yeah, to do that? That's that's exactly it, you know. And, and we, we didn't necessarily want to do this, but we knew early on we didn't have a choice. We knew that YouTube would eventually do something like this. So, you know, that's what we created. And it's you know, it's gotten really bad platform for because otherwise without this platform I mean, we, have, we don't have like any revenue coming in. You know, this is our live stream is the platform. So without that, you know, we would have to pull the plug on the show completely. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, you brought up a really important point with your last comments about, you know, be, not being on the right or left. And what people don't realize, you know, some people are watching this like, well, that's good. All the what you would think of as maybe like conservative content or something is getting all like banned. But what people don't realize is that in a lot of almost every country, YouTube and Google are censoring all kinds of channels that are talking about LGBT um, issues. And, you know, the, the left, even the LGBT people on the left are not talking about this because they know they'll get banned if they start talking about how all these other countries are like how YouTube and Google are actually censoring these kinds of topics in other countries. I, I, so, I, at the end of the day, censorship affects everybody. Well, for sure. I mean, you see it on that TikTok. Is that what it's called? Yeah, TikTok. Uh, they're, they're in America censoring pro-gay uh, information, and the left is losing their skull. And it's like, you are so young, You've nobody's talked to you about where censorship started. And that was on a religious tip, okay? And like... Two, you know, gay marriage, that's censorship. You know, when they didn't let two people get married because they were both men or they were both women, that is censorship. And it started from the right as religious oppression, okay? And then slowly over time, and you saw the Republican Party kind of distance themselves from, like, the hardcore, uh, uh, you know, religious zealots. Now, I we have a lot of uh, people who are Christian and listen to the show, and I say listen and believe in anything you want as long as you're showing love to other people. We're not talking about you. When I talk about how these holy books that later on in life were inserted into these religions that took the religion into different I'm into different directions. I'm not insulting your religion, okay? I'm I'm yeah. you are you believe you and if you go live and let live, I support what you do. Okay, but you have yeah. to understand there was a f- there was impression from the other way, and just because your team, the left, is winning right now, doesn't mean they're not gonna come back around and get you. Remember, it's called the brown shirts. Okay, the Nazis well, used the brown shirts. Go on, sorry guys. Yeah, that's actually this point you're bringing up is really important because you know when we're talking about the First Amendment, right? I mean, you have the First Amendment tattooed on your left arm, right? Yeah, dog. That's awesome. Okay, so I noticed that right away, and and this is really important, but it's like, why do we need a big platform like YouTube to tell us our business? Don't do that to me. I want the information, and I will make my mind up on what's right or wrong. As a human being, I have that right. You can't take that right away from me, and when you start to censor people because you feel like that's hate speech, you don't get to tell me what hate speech is. I get to tell me what hate speech is, and if I don't like it, I don't watch it. That's my right. 
And this, all of this stuff going on right now, this is, you don't get to decide that for me. That is not, that's brainwashing. That's not, that's not truthful. And that's not just, honestly, this is going to sound cheesy, but that's not the American way. That's not how we do things. We let everyone make thing. We let everyone make up their own minds based on freedom of information, and that is the thing that boils my bones so much about this whole thing. Is that that's not that's not okay. Like we can't do that. You, they're making a precedent for all of this stuff, and we as a as a people need to reject that. This isn't about right or left. This is about freedom to have the right to be able to say this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing too is that. Like kind of bringing in HAN, HAN's being heavily was heavily criticized by the media. Yeah, uh, you know, and, yeah. and that was that you know QAnon and everything was was using to post. And the mainstream media is like, oh, they were using QAnon or um, I'm sorry, HAN to post all this hate stuff on there, and that's why it got taken down. And so you know, HAN had to go to court and do all this stuff. Tim Watkins, to, yeah, Tim Watkins, who is running HN. But now you think about this in the sense of Google and, and Instagram, yeah, or um, YouTube, all these different platforms where actually when what happened was all of that was being posted to Instagram first. Someone just reposted it to HN of what actually yes. got HN shut them down. But here's the interesting thing is that YouTube and Google are claiming just to be pub or um, platforms, and they're yes. like, therefore, we have no say what is going on. You know, our, our it's a platform. it's a private platform. We can yeah. do whatever we want. So, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Right. With, the, with the platform, it's like we have no control. If you right. if you type in something, we have no control what comes up in the search, right? But now, all of a sudden, we know with all the algor algorithms that they're creating, they are now curating all of the content. So now they're a publisher. So actually they're the ones that should have went to courts and not HN, which is actually a platform and not a publisher. So this is where it gets really complicated because now they're acting as publishers. So the laws technically don't, they, they can't, they can no longer be protected by the laws. Well, well, acting as a publisher. And this is kind of going with what I was saying there is like, they're protecting themselves behind this, this idea that they're a private platform and therefore they can't be held liable for a lot of these things, right? But once you're a publisher, like Ben said, then that gets thrown out and it's a different ballgame. You know, like these are, this is totally different rules at that point. And, and that needs to, like, that's what, I don't know why no one's bringing this up. Well, me, well you know. Ted Cruz is actually one of the ones spearheading yeah. the antitrust acts against Google right now. So, you know, um, it's possible it will go into a, a class action lawsuit, but I don't, you know, there's a lot of big people that are trying to block it. So, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. This is where we're at. We need a Zodiac killer to come and save us right now. That's, that's where we're at right now. It's, and it's like all this technology. I just, I was thinking the other day, it's like we have so much amazing technology right now. And it has to be ruined by these dark arts things that like, oh, they're spying on us right now. And they're, they're collecting our data. And now they're censoring. I like the information is never, the, the flow of information up until recently has never been better. And now because they can't, like, I really do believe the internet 
has gotten away from them. And now they're scrambling because they create this thing and it's like, well, it was going to meant to be a free flow of information. But, you know, dark in the back, they were like, and we're going to use propaganda on them. Yes. And then just some smart kids came and changed the script. And they're like, well, well, what is this? And now now we're getting to this 2020 election. And, you know, we've talked about here and I, I believe you guys have a. Uh, uh, I think you guys are like me. You uh, you you have a skeptic, uh, spiritual skeptic view of politics. You call out stuff you, when you think it's good, and you call out shit when you think it's bad. You know, and that's my opinion on Trump right now. It's like I get crap from everybody. Oh, you're pro Trump. You're blah. blah, blah. I, hey, dude, I look it back at the I, I, I'm the the president. I remember first is Jimmy Carter, and I remember that guy did one term because. He wanted to do some different shit, and they were like, oh, hell no. And since then, I haven't trusted anybody. I, I root for them. I, like, I go, okay, man, you're in. Do something well. Okay, I got let down again. <laughs> Outside of George Bush Jr., which jacked the whole primary, you know, stole the whole election, I've always been, okay, I want this person to do well. I want yeah. this person to do well. But when I take a look at Trump and I take a look at all the stuff he's going after, there are things I do not like about him, like, uh, you know, Julian Assange rotting in a jail. You know, we got, we got, uh, what's his face? Who's the other guy? The CIA, uh, the, uh, um, Snowden. Yeah, Snowden is in Russia on a per like feed that works perfectly. You know all that stuff that works. That's weird as shit to me. Okay, but we got you know Julian Assange rotting in a in a jail cell. We got we got Minority Report uh, technology selling weapons to you know we can go on. So when yeah. when the Nationals uh, fans boo him, it upsets me because they know they're not booing him for the real reasons. They're booing exactly. him for exactly. Russia. Uh, you know? and Ukraine, just like dog shit stuff and not like real stuff that we should all be behind them. But I, I from the videos I see of you guys, I think you guys kind of have a, a similar slant. I don't want to put words into your mouth uh, that you're kind of like there are things you like that Trump is doing versus the, I, I believe there is real war going on. I, I, I kind of look at Trump as a crime boss. Like we all love Tony Soprano, right? We loved him. We love watching that show. He did a lot of great shit, you know, but he also was a crime boss and there was some stuff he had to get done and do right. I'm not saying organized crime are, you know, the, uh, you know, patty cakes, great people, but I think it's crime bosses versus satanic pedophiles in Washington DC. That's my opinion. That's what I think. So so the this one more time, sorry. Yeah, that analogy that you just brought up is really Yeah, it's okay. That that analogy you just brought up is really interesting because actually oh, can you guys hear me right now? Yeah, we can. We can. Okay. So I'm getting we're getting a little interference here on our end, but that you know, we're looking at you have all of these people that are out there and they're listening to the mainstream media. They're listening to CNN, they're listening to MSNBC, they're listening to Fox, they're listening to all these. They, they rely on these people to tell them their business. And a huge part of this conversation is being let out, left out of the conversation, which is like Epstein is touching the tip of an iceberg of all of this, right? When you start getting into it and it starts getting deeper, no one is prepared for the fact that there is potentially, and we're all pretty positive at this point, <laughs> a satanic pedophile ring going on in real life that no one wants to acknowledge and people that start talking about it are getting made fun of. 
I don't think that should be happening. I think if there are children in danger, shut up and listen and let's have a conversation about it because we have to protect children first. Well, well yeah, and that, that's such an important point because the problem we're having right now with censorship is you can't even bring this up to discuss it. As soon as you bring it up, it's like, it's like, oh, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 you know, making stuff up and everything else. You should be banned from the Internet. And it's like, you know, all we want to do is have a intelligent discussion and prevent or present facts on both sides. You know, we're not like saying this is going on for sure. What we want to do is like be able to look into it, ask questions that we need to ask and really get to the truth of the matter. And, you know, and then as we're being blocked from all this, it makes us question like, you know, if they're so hard against blocking this, maybe there is something really yes. serious going on here. Yes, <laughs> for sure. And it's just like, they don't block stuff. And maybe they add other things to kind of make it look crazy. Like, oh, well, he got blocked too. He's not part of that, blah, blah, blah. But they're definitely trying to block certain things. When you see YouTube is blocking like home remedies, natural cures to stuff, you're like, why are they blocking that? Oh, yeah, at the highest levels, I'm big. I'm sure Big Pharmaceuticals owns a giant chunk uh, of YouTube, just like they own everything. Or flat, Mexican drink. Or flat Earth. Well, flat Earth. How, how is do you how do you ban that if it's so stupid? Yeah, <laughs> they can they say it's so fucking stupid. Yet you're gonna ban it. This is a perfect. This is exactly like we we just did a show on all of this and what we're talking about, and we exactly brought this point up as like flat Earth has to be the. Oh, no offense to you if you believe in this, but it's the dumbest thing ever. It's like I don't. I just I've researched it. I can't find a thing about it that's true. We made two videos on and it. We made two videos on it. It's like it's just it's just people are buying into this probably because they're being fooled by their religious belief or whatever it is. It's like, but at the same time, it's like I'm gonna back you up for your right to that. I couldn't agree I more. Like I'm not gonna watch it because. Yeah. It's, I you couldn't know. agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, my best friend is the king of the flat earthers, and I will always listen to anything he has to say, and I will have him on the show, and we will listen to it because I'm open-minded to everything. You know, yeah. uh, I think NASA's full of shit. I think they, they are. Th there's a long line of lying. So when you say to me, this stuff is, when, when they go, well, NASA's been lying to you all about that. I go, okay, I'm open-minded. This, this, what I've learned is up is really down. So I'm open-minded to it all. I'm open-minded. I'm here to, listen, dude, there are things that I'm not necessarily uh, enjoy, would enjoy talking about. But I'm going to have it on, even if it's at the price of, you know, uh, costing my show maybe a strike on YouTube or something like that. Because I want to hear from everybody. And that's really what I'm all about, is hearing from everybody. And, like, I, I know that we're, you guys are getting censored and all that stuff. And it's because, uh, you know, we're talking about our views are stagnant, man. We are stagnant. At, you guys look great. I know the light went off. It looks fine, too. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I feel like it was about to get, like, edge of wonder after dark, you know? So just to get a little sassy. But, um I'm with you, man. I'm open-minded. Like, there's things that, like, uh, like I, it is not my thing. Like, him and I, uh, uh, my sound guy, uh, we discuss the Holocaust a lot, right? And what's involved with the Holocaust. I don't really want to do a show on Holocaust deniers, mostly because 
I don't feel like I'm going to change anything. I'd rather yeah. focus on the things that are going on right now. Maybe the results of the Holocaust, more like things that are in today's world that are results of that, than actually go back because I don't think we're going to change anything by the discussion of Jeffrey Epstein and the deep state and all that stuff to me lets people know what's really going on today you know and that's more important to me than ever and I I also think guys you're suffering from the fact that it's 2020s coming up this election and they really want to blame they blame you guys and Alex Jones and me and all these people on this witch not getting elected <laughs> and this country that suffers from Stockholm syndrome that just wants to convince itself that you know the Obama years were wonderful years and I go dude I just remember every day Obama was in office we had a video of a cop shooting an unarmed person and we were all going no I don't I don't know what world you lived in but it was not kumbaya okay and if you're <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Obama person that's cool too I'll talk I'll talk to everybody I'll talk to everybody but I think you guys are uh, suffering from uh, just this 2020 election coming and they're pounding people down because yeah. they, they're scared. I, I mean, like, dude, I, I know Trump isn't isn't perfect. I, I you know, this impeachment thing to me is like for real. They're really trying to go after me after that. And, you know, we've been following Q and you follow Q. And I know you guys do a lot of videos on Q and we've been hearing about the pain coming and uh, all that stuff. And. I'm hoping that is going to come, you know, and that something's going to happen. But it kind of leads into what we wanted to talk about. You know, we've talked about black nobility on the show, the black cube of Saturn, and it's all this 13 families. And somebody sent me a really great uh, interview about the Kazarians. This guy did a whole thing on the Kazarians and really started putting some pieces together. I mean, that's kind of what I love about the show because – you know, yeah. everything is a jigsaw puzzle. And you're like, whoa, that piece fits right there. If it was, yeah. if there's not true, why does that piece fit perfectly there to help with this? Almost like that map that you guys had that gentleman on with the Kung Fu theater haircut. And he like, he broke down that it was like a nine foot albino lizard, which I, I'm open minded to because I would rather live in a world where, hey, man, there might be a nine foot albino <laughs> lizard there. For the record. You know, generally speaking, we don't really trust people with haircuts like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we were willing to make an exception on that episode. <laughs> uh, my best friend is Eddie Bravo. He has a haircut that is pretty much looks like somebody who wants to assassinate the president. So I understand how haircuts looks like a samurai. Over, right? looks like a samurai. Uh, a deadly samurai. I, I like it. No, dude. I didn't say I like it. I love it. Dude, I have a dude who's Mexican with a Drake haircut right now. <laughs> I'm open-minded to all haircuts, okay? We're a, we're an open-minded haircut show here, all right? Yeah, if you want to learn more about Drake, watch our music industry. Uh, I'm uh, with you, dude. I'm with you. It's like rough. I'm a little older than you guys, probably a lot older than you guys, but I grew up in the 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 heavy metal, and it yes. like all like it was so blatant Satan. I like devil, shout at the devil. You're like yeah, and then these Christians would come out being like, "There's some evil stuff here," and you're like, "Shut up, crazy old man, we're just rocking." But then you look at like what's going on with like hip hop, and I'm like. Oh, I'm I just being a hypocrite right now because I grew up on rock and it was he heavy metal. Well, like, 
Is you know what's different? scary though about this? What's scary about the hip hop? That whole thing is how hidden it is. Mm-hmm. It's like with the with the death metal. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what you were listening to. It was just like, you know, it was rather straightforward. It's like you either listened to it or you didn't. And yeah, maybe you're nuts for listening to it. But then with the hip hop, it's like how they're doing it and how carefully crafted all of that is, and yeah. the different the prison industrial complex. Yeah, dude. Uh, it is flex and then you know all of the like that whole thing i mean you know yeah actually i saw that you guys had professor griff on your show yeah and that was one of our episodes we really uh talked about him a lot and i was like whoa that's awesome that you had him on the show you know it was a blessing it was fun to talk to about you know to him because you know he was kind of hip to this whole quote we'll say conspiracy thing much earlier than everybody uh but it's like it goes back to like okay so now we're talking about this like dark arts and hip-hop and then you start seeing all the symbolism and then you start seeing who that so you know on the show i i get yelled at all the time because they tell me all oh, the listeners or just these random people go, oh, you're afraid to talk about the Jews. And I'm like, dude, I'm not afraid to talk about the Jews. I'll, I talk about Israel all the time. But if you're sitting there telling me that you think Jews run the world, I just think you're not looking deep enough. And I don't think you're looking at these. Le- and this is Sam talking, not Edge of Wonder. So I don't want to put any words in your mouth, you know, but, you know, it's like I think there's just it's so much. There's so many more floors. And there's it's very complicated. And actually, with this black nobility subject that we're going to get into, you know, this is this is okay. I'm not sure how deep you guys are into all of this. Right. But we've got some grandpappies of conspiracy theory that have all kind of touched on this subject. Right. You've got Fritz Springmeier. There's a guy named John Todd that came out who was, you know, Todd is an offshoot of the Collins family. Right. And then you've got all of John these different Coleman. John Coleman, who's written the, the committee of 300. And then you've got, you know, Bill, Bill Cooper, who wrote Bill the Cooper. Wars. And then Bill's uh, Ben's got this book on his desk, which is another <laughs> crazy one, which actually goes through a lot of, you know, the stuff that we're actually kind of getting into here. But what what I think John Todd actually explained this really well, because he, he was actually an insider that was a part of the committee of 13 at, at one point. Right. And the way he explained it is like a lot of people will look and they'll see, hey, uh, the, they'll look at the Vatican and it'll be like, this is this is the one world order. Or they'll look at the U.N. and then they'll be like, this is the one world order. Or they'll look at the committee of 300 and they'll be like, this is the one world order. Or they'll look at the 13 bloodlines and they'll be like, this is the one world order. Or even, and no offense to anyone out there, but they'll look at the Mormon church and they'll be like the Mormon church I'm or the Christian you. church or whatever, right? But actually, it's all the same thing. Vatican. When we say the Christian church, it's the Vatican, right? And it's not that Christians aren't good people or even Mormons who are practicing Mormonism aren't good people. What you're talking about is a hierarchy that has been infiltrated by these satanic bloodlines. And that is what this whole... Yeah, you know, the black nobility is, right? They've infiltrated like every aspect of our society, you know, and and the church was very important for them. And, you you know, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned like the whole Jewish thing and we, we, it's same thing. People talk about us too, like, oh, how come you guys don't talk about this? And, you know, it is a very delicate subject, but what people have to realize that we're not talking about, you know, and same thing with you guys too. And we mentioned Jewish, like you're saying Jewish people around the world. It's not 
the Jew. It's not Jewish people. These are Satanists. Yes. You know, you read, you read in the Bible. Stop and it's, calling them Jews. Yeah, yeah. It's like even in the Bible in Revelations, it says they come in the, they come as like Jewish, but really they're the synagogue of Satan. Yeah, they they call themselves Jewish, but they're they're not. They're hiding within the Jewish religion. Yes, you know? dude. Yes, 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 yes. That's all of it. And then if you really want to go deeper and you want to get in some Anunnaki shit, there's also yeah. that they created this group to basically control us. And when like Queen Elizabeth goes, oh yeah, by the way, I'm related to the prophet Muhammad. You're like, why is everybody on each other's like, you know, uh, lineage, dude? It's just yeah. so weird. Dude, and, there was a, there was a, I, I haven't seen this in a while, but there was like a, a sixth grader or something who did a, a project gosh. in school and she, she found that all of the United States presidents were related by blood. Yeah, but one guy, one guy wasn't. It was yeah, one, it I forgot the name of it, but one. everybody else was, including Obama. You know, there's this incredibly like weird interview where they're like, dude, you're related to Dick Cheney. He's like, well, uh, mm, but the barbecue is going to be weird. You know, and then you get a big laugh and they all move on. You're like, how's that? Like, how? So basically you and your cousins were putting on a show for us. And then you just realize it's like they they have these names and you look at these names you're like oh that's a bird that's a Stein that's a that's an Obama they got to be these different and like no dude at the at the end of the day dude they like behind closed doors like Jeffrey Epstein everybody wants to make this a Jewish thing and we look at the mega group and there's all these Steins and all these Bergs and all and like everyone's like Joe 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 but dude you find like he worshiped like Baal right B A A B A A L which is like same worshiping yeah yeah and like Baal Baal was the he was the Satan of the Canaanites, right? Yeah. And if you if you track back the Canaanites, you find some really strange things. I mean, that's where the word cannibal came from, yeah. right? Canaan <laughs> and Baal, right? You put it together and you get cannibal because they were eating people. So, yeah, and and so Baal. So like, I mean, just speaking on a metaphysical level, if you were if you were uh, an omnipotent omnipotent being and you saw these people eating other people wouldn't you wipe them out yeah i mean so then like oh, okay so these people get wiped out but they they've been very crafty so like let's go way back right first you have the, sure. say, the anunnaki who in colonial culture okay so, so anunnaki gets wiped out because they're crazy okay so let's start so we have the anunnaki they come and they create the right. Sumerians? Is that who they created or did they create somebody before? So how did, they basically infiltrated, let's just say, they to make things simple, right? Because you could probably get someone to go into details here. But let's just say they infiltrated the Babylonian culture. Okay. All right. Now, this, even to predate that, we're talking about Atlantis. Like these beings existed in Atlantis and that's why Atlantis fell. But let's just talk, let's just start with Babylon. So the Anunnaki infiltrate the Babylonian culture. Right. The Babylonian culture kind of gets wiped out. And then in order to kind of save themselves, they they basically morph into the Phoenician and Sumerian cultures. The Phoenician and Sumerian cultures then make their way into, you know, into Europe. And then this is how the English language is created. Basically, right. right? Yeah. You want to go. Well, there's a whole thing. If you start really breaking down the English language, I mean, you start looking at it. You For one, it's like. Everything revolves around spells, right? Like you cast a spell, we spell words. You have chapters in a book. You have chapters in like a spell, you know, like chapters of a, not a spell book, but uh, chapters in like um, secret orders, right? 
So all these different things, and then you think of the word baby, literally it means child of Babylon, right? Oh so it's like God. if you really start think, breaking down our own English words, they're almost like they almost seem like they were designed to keep us in control, like under control still. So it's like we're using everything that we're using is their system that they've created to keep us trapped. And like another thing, you know, you think of like the week, like and everything, like we're in more, like you say, good morning, but morning also means like you're, yeah, morning you're in morning, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like everything is like negative and very depressing when you really start breaking down our English language. And it goes to back to, like, yeah, it goes back to like these lizard people, reptilians, whatever. They have to, li they, they feed off our negative energy. And it's just yeah. like, again, the pieces just start to fit together. And you're like, it doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. Well, how come this fits and this fits and this fits? You know, which brings us to the black cube of Saturn. You know, I think there's been many, many culture, many civilizations, and that this particular uh, belief system has transcended all of them and just kept being passed down from from civilization to civilization. Uh, I mean, we talk black cube uh, that goes back to Satan worshiping. Uh, I mean, Saturn worshiping, and that I, at maybe at some point Saturn and the Sun were very close together, and they were seen as the yin and the yang, maybe. And at some point, that you know, this group decided to worship the uh, you know Saturn, and at the top of Saturn is a black cube like type figure. At the am I am I correct right. on that or something? It's a hexagon. It's a hexagon. Yeah. But on the other side... It's a hexagon. Yeah. yeah. Is there something on the other side, too? Is it a pentagram or something that's on the other side? It's, of it like, it's like a huge, gigantic storm that looks like an eye. Well, that's, on, the, that's on the bottom, on the bottom, bottom of it. Yeah. And then on the top is a hexagon. Yeah, and, and they believe that the eye of Providence, you know, the, the, the pyramid eye, actually stems from underneath what's in, what's in Saturn, you know? And so, I mean, they look at it as... Because they don't look at Lucifer as like Satan, you know. They, they worship Lucifer, and Lucifer was the one. They, they that, view they view Lucifer as the god of the earth. Yeah, of like the, because they believe that's who gave them the true knowledge, Lucifer, right? And so when you think of like some of these, like guys, whatever you want to say, Anunnaki, fallen angels, whatever, you know, it all kind of ties into this. And this is the agenda that they're really pushing: is that. We were, you know, our gods were these like fallen angels and Lucifer is our true God, you know, and that's something we definitely don't agree with. We do believe that these Anunnaki beings came, but we believe that they were here to control us. And whoever, you know, whoever wins gets to tell the history. history. Yeah. History is right? told by the, the, win the whoever victors. Whoever is in control is telling history. Yeah. We definitely believe that there is a divine creator, who the righteous divine creator that, you know, Christians would look at like the true God. And, you know, we, I, and honestly, I think that is why a lot of us are here right now. It's like this divine battle has really taken place on earth and in the heavens, too. And, you know, this is what's happening. And I believe that, you know, from my personal understanding, I believe that Trump, this is kind of a role that Trump is playing. Like, if you really see the things that he's going against... It's kind of like what you're saying. He could be a mob boss, but at the same time, you know, he's not going around and like murdering children yeah. and doing all these things. He's against communism. He's against socialism. He's, he's standing up for the countries. 
that are being heavily persecuted religiously, which no leader ever did in the past. So, I mean, president. And, and look, for anyone out there who's having a hard time believing what he's saying, yeah. listen, listen to Trump's speeches instead of listening to CNN and yeah. see what you think for yourself. Don't just listen to a talking head and think that what they're saying about him or them taking out one little excerpt of what he's saying and making news around that is the actual truth. And just to drop a little bit of like crazy truth here is if if you listen to a lot of what some of these insiders were saying that were a part of the, the black nobility but decided to come forward, is they were saying that in their in their Luciferian books, it was stated that beings came from the sky and came down and infiltrated like the earth and seeded with apes and created humans. Yeah. Okay, that's what their books say. And if you look at what the Anunnaki told the humans of the time was that they created those humans by what? By actually make like basically splicing two beings with an ape, basically, right? Yeah. So now you have the alien beings that are telling this story and the Luciferian beings telling this story, but they were trying to enslave human beings. So we're just gonna take their word for them about what the history was. I mean, can we think about that a little bit? Is that like like we're so the Nazis take over and we're going to listen to their version of history. Yeah, like that, is that that's, actually that's what it is, right? Couldn't agree more, man. We were supposed to. They enslaved us to mine gold. Yeah, that's the big the whole yeah, thing. Is like, and then dude, so they're like, and wait, this is really interesting. So what is what is the Illuminati's favorite substance on the planet? It's not diamonds. It's gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And dude, and how about NASA saying that yeah. they were going to? Like the whole theory was they the Anunnaki come create us so we mine the gold so they take it back to their hood and then they spray it around their planet because they're dealing with global their own version of global war climate change or whatever to uh, save their planet. Yeah. What does yeah. NASA recently say they want to do? Spray the the uh, the atmosphere with gold. The like climate yeah. change. So uh, isn't that um, what are they called? Chemtrails? Yeah, well, yeah, that, well, that's, exactly. that's what we they wanted that, to yeah. do with that. So now we got the Anunnaki creating this group, and then... You know how, you know how people are... Always... One more time, go on. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. No, no, sorry. sorry you guys are giving... You, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's cutting out a little bit. Sorry, go ahead. My pa So we have the Anunnaki, we have, um, we have them creating this species, and then we find out... Uh, about these 13 families. Now, is it possible that these 13 families are the lizard people that were created to control us? So <laughs> this is this is kind of this is where it starts to get really freaking weird is like when when if you really start to research this stuff, this is going to sound crazy, but like you start to realize that there's about there's three things going on and they seem to all intersect with one another. Politics, Luciferian um, culture, I guess you culture, could say, doctrine, and then aliens. Yeah. And they're all sharing this like Venn diagram thing, right? Yes. And we were finding this thread. And there's also like when you, when you start digging into some of the insiders that are in the secret space program, you're finding that there are different races of alien beings that, you know, that are known to have tried to interfere with or infiltrate the human race. Two of them being, or one of them being the Anunnaki, the other being a, a race of reptilian beings called the Dracos that come Whoa. from apparently that star system. And then you have, like, then you have human beings who are a special group of their own right. 
and you know all of this interaction going on basically and then you have an ai kind of part of oh this whole gosh. thing yeah, that that's is a like whole other, that's yeah. a whole other topic <laughs> it's a whole other topic <laughs> oh my god so let me ask you something um is it possible kind of like we were talking about uh fake jews right about how yeah. these kazarians and we'll get more into that uh kind of adopted judaism as as what i believe is a cloak to allow them to walk amongst us like a mask like like my unicorn mask is like, hey, I'm a Jew, everybody. You know, it's like, but I'm really a Kazarian fucking shady fuck, right? Um, uh, is it possible, dude, that that these people, uh, this group, took the teachings or the philosophies or the principles of uh, Saturn worshiping and applied it to Satanism, which is kind of like, uh, you know, Saturn, Satan, we got, you know, Santa, whatever. We got all these words that kind of start moving letters around and they mean different things. Is it possible that they took the, the beliefs of Saturn worshiping, put it on Satanism and go, oh, Satan, look, he's the bad guy. Don't look over here to this black cube that's like you find in all these religions. Well, that, that's exactly it. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I hate to kind of using this as an example, but, you know, you look at the the Muslim religion. I mean, why, you know, again, I'm just kind of bringing this up. Why are they walking around a black cube in, in the center? You know, they're like worshiping a cube. You also think about going back to like the, the Jewish not they're not the rabbis, but like the Zionist Jewish priest things. They have a black cube that's like oh, right they, on their head. They put one on their arm too. Yeah. At specific you know, time. so it's just like there's all the. And then also you think about it, when we graduate from college or from schools, we wear a square on our head. We are literally <laughs> students of Saturn. Yes, dude. Now, also, just to kind of like, just to kind of, we did a, a whole episode on this. I'm not sure if you guys had, had seen it, but um, the 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 hexagon is a cube, right? And that the hexagon represents Saturn. It's on Saturn. The cube represents the hexagon. Okay, so that's why they're using a cube. And there's a hole in the middle of that of that hexagon on the top of Saturn. And in New York City, there's a bunch of cubes all over the. City, one at Astor Place, and then, yeah, yeah here is, you go. Actually, there So is, then there's yeah. one near the 9-11 Memorial, too, that's yeah. a red cube, and that has a hole in it, and so does the one at Astor Place has a hole in it as well, and it looks very similar to the hexagon on the top. Oh, my and God. Now, the one, the cube that's in, that's in um, Astor Place, Astor is one of the 13 bloodline family names, and then the one that's on the, right near the 9-11 Memorial is right in front of the um, Harriman Brown building, and the Harriman... Uh, name is a subfamily of I think it is like the Russell bloodline or something like that. Yeah. So the Russell is bloodline is one of the thirteen families. Now, if you go back into ancient Rome, ancient Rome, we were talking about this, like the whole like maybe Saturn was a sun in the sky and all of that stuff. Well, there's a lot of evidence. You can you can kind of go look at David Talbot's research. He wrote a book called The Saturn Myth. And they were using this symbol that is the moon and the star. The crescents. Right? Yes. Think about how many different things in the culture revolve around. Yes. Even China's own flag has stars in a crescent shape and a star. Okay? 
and so the 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 basically the crescent and the star represent Saturn. That was the sign of Rome, which was originally called Saturnia. Yes, all of were called Saturnia, and they had that symbol as, and they were always trying to get it back to this golden age thing. Yeah. Well, and and that that's especially when you know human sacrifice really started becoming um, very apparent. You know, in that in that culture during that time period. So you start looking at this, and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, all of these things starts bringing in the human sacrifice element to it. So now, along with that, right, if you start looking at the uh, astrological symbol for Saturn, the astrological yeah. symbol for Saturn is basically like a kind of like a cross with this like it looks thing like an H kind coming of, yeah. out. Okay, now that also rep Saturn. Also, another word for Saturn is Kronos. Kronos is the is time, and yeah. that's also where the Grim Reaper came from. And the yeah, has a yeah. Okay, so if you if you look at that, you start seeing that symbol everywhere too. So all of these different symbols that are in our society, whether it be Saturn, the rings of Saturn, the cube, the hexagon, the astrological symbol for Saturn, or the the sickle. I'm sorry, the um, the crescent with the star is being used in all of these logos and all of that stuff all right. over the place, including the most important one, which is the communist. Flag. Yeah, yes. because if you take if you take the the Saturn astrological symbol and you separate the two, it literally comes out as the hammer and sickle. It's yes, the, it, it's, it's they're putting it in our face. They're just throwing it yeah. in our face. They just they, yeah. yeah you can type in like hammer sickle and then type in like Saturn sign, and it's, yeah, it's like you start seeing it. Unbelievable. Now, if you also take a look at Kronos and the and the and the myth. Of Kronos or the story of Kronos yes. was that his uh, he was told that his children would eventually come and kill him. So when his wife had children, he would eat the children whole. Yeah, he had and, a lot of children. Yeah, he's I got mean, blue chew. He's eating, yeah, he's getting that blue chew. So he's eating the children, and supposedly he has one. His wife has one child. She knows he's going to eat it, so he she ships him out. And he doesn't get, and the guy comes back, and you know, his son comes back and kills him. Well, that's probably where child sacrifice comes from, eating the children. Exactly. It's Kronos. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. the cannibalism. Now we're back to cannibalism yeah. again. The Canaanites, right? We're back to cannibalism. We're back to abusing children. When we're and we're back to like, I mean, all of this stuff. Like that's where a lot of this culture is coming from. That. And, and then when you start to try to talk to people about this and have a normal converse, a conversation, of course, it's not going to be a normal conversation, but at least like a reasonable like conversation that this stuff actually out there is you, what happens? Well, we're all trained to call that person crazy for talking about it. But, you know, you haven't had someone who's had satanic ritual abuse done to them come up to you and start crying and because yeah. they, they have no one to talk to. And you see yeah. that look in their eye about what happened, you know, like. Yeah, we've, we've gotten so many messages and emails and people coming up to us, you know, telling us about their satanic abuse. And, you know, so many of them just felt like hopeless because they're like, this happened to me and no one believes me. And they're like, it's not that I, they want to, like, come on the show or talk about it. It's just that they're so glad that there's just something, somebody out there that's addressing this and willing to talk about it. And people have showed us photos all kinds of stuff, you know, and we, we've actually kind of got some of them together in like a little group, like on Facebook and things like that or whatever, you know, so they can have each other to kind of share and talk to because a lot of them feel very alone. And, you know, especially in the 80s, the satanic panic came out that came out for a reason 
to basically well to purpose edit the real people who did go through the satanic ritual abuse. I couldn't agree more. So, it was all exactly. smokescreen. It's all meant to look over here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to get back on cue, but I honestly believe that this Epstein didn't kill himself meme stuff is to control a narrative that got away from them. Oh yeah. He, he, uh, he committed suicide. Well, something happened that they're like, uh, uh-uh, we gotta, we gotta control this narrative. Uh, we gotta make them now think he killed himself now, uh, or somebody killed him. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe in, and I'm just going to say the Sam Tripoli talking that this Epstein didn't kill himself. Meme has been pushed out. So we don't maybe even think, Maybe he's still alive. I mean, there is a, there's no autopsy pictures. There's a picture of a, of like, uh, uh, x-ray picture of a guy that laying down. We don't know who that is. Uh, the one picture of Epstein is he looks like he looks like a mascot. He's got a bobblehead. Like, like Epstein was a mascot of a football team running around with a giant bobblehead. Biggest head I've ever seen. Right. Right? I mean, who wouldn't, if that guy was still alive, somebody would have seen that head. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Nobody, well, yeah. Dude, that guy'd be like, dude, you know Epstein, who the pedophile with a bobblehead? Yeah, everybody knows that guy. But nobody's saying any of that stuff. And if you read all the reports about how Epstein was living up to that this day, it was just, it was, dude, they, so, uh, I man, think he has just too my, much chance he's still alive. I want to say my understanding of why the Epstein memes are coming out is uh, like just slightly different. I think basically what happened when the Epstein story was at its peak, all of a sudden Greta Thunberg comes out and everybody starts focusing on, on climate change and then everybody forgets about the most important story that's ever broke, basically, Epstein and his huge child pedophilia ring. And so I think what a lot of people did is they were like, well, I don't even think it's about whether he, he killed himself or he didn't or whatever. It's just funny. And it reminds people that, hey, remember, this story is still out there and we need to actually think about this and stop getting distracted by a little 14 year old girl whose parents are Illuminati, by the way. Well, oh, we, we, can't, we can't say that directly. Dude, there's allegedly, evidence. Allegedly. I'm sorry. There's uh, all this evidence, all these pictures of her, like, doing this kind of crap. But, and, but like, what we can say is, like, okay, you know, are you going to listen to a 15-year-old girl or would you rather, like, listen to a bunch of scientists who seem to know what they're talking about? You know, I mean, like, everyone's blasting the people, I guess you could say, on the conservative end for not being like, well, you're not a scientist or you're not this or that. And it's like, wait a minute, now all of a sudden – you have the whole world listening to a 15-year-old girl. Like, you think she has all the answers? Yeah, I mean, she looks so traumatized, too. Really? Seriously. She she hangs out with George Soros. That guy's Kazarian as fuck. Seriously, when... When I see her... When I see her in a public place and she's, like, speaking and stuff, I just... I feel really bad for her. I, I do feel bad. Too. I don't know what's going on, you know? Well, well and her mom, I mean, this was in a uh, Swedish magazine, so it wasn't in English, but her mom said something to the extent that's loosely translated as, sometimes you have to sell your soul to the devil to get what you want or something, you know? It's unbelievable. So, I look at her the same way I look at anybody in the Mickey Mouse Club. I'm like, how yeah. could your parents put you in? Well, all the information out there, how could your parents put you in that situation man it's unbelievable to me but now we start seeing black cube black cube with saturn uh we start seeing this movement into something that i think is so interesting how like very few people know anything about 
the black nobility. Now, I... Uh, I've always been like, what is this black nobility? I'm doing all this research. It's very dense information. Yeah, it is. It's Super very dense. dense. So it's hard to find a video that can break it down for you. But there's all these explanations why they're called black nobility. One is that they basically forced this pope to live in uh, the, the Vatican for 80 years, and it was like, it's called the dark period. But the more and more I think about it, black nobility, black pope, could it be association with the black cube? I mean, it would almost, again, we got pieces fin, but I could be wrong, but who is the black nobility? Who is the black pope in your guys' opinion or any well, research you've done? Yeah, so I mean, there actually is, well, the official name is Superior General of the Society of Jesus. That's the official name of like what we would say as like the Black Pope. And, well, oh, the Jesuits. But the, well, I'm just saying. Right. But the Society of Jesus is the Jesuits. Yes. Yeah. So this is again, you know, and this is what happens, and this is why it gets very confusing when you start mentioning terms, when you start mentioning names and um of like the, these different societies because as soon as something has a negative connotation they just change the name it's like realistically progressivism is socialism it's just like oh socialism is getting a bad name and obama started really pushing progressivism it's like we got to be very progressive and blah 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 you know and it's like that's how it came about but in reality all it is is socialism which socialism is communism so it's like you know, they just changed these names around. So the Society of Jesus is the Jesuits, which in history was created by the, um, I guess you could say, without getting all the like the nuts and bolts and the details of it, you know, it's kind of a branch of the Vatican that was doing all the dirty work. The dirty work. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, what the, the the deep state or the uh, na- I don't want to say Navy SEALs of of this religion, but they're kind of this. I, I don't even want maybe ISIS. I mean, this proxy group that was there to the do some yeah to do some dark. Like they're the ninjas of the group, right? That's pretty much what yeah. they are. They were there to take care of the the dirty business that's being done for the Jesuits. Yeah. Very interesting. Hey, some people say the Black Pope is like the well, I I. Unless he just stepped down, because actually this guy also got in trouble for um, some child yeah. stuff. No but, way. Um, no, Adolfo impossible. His name is Adolfo Nicholas. Is, is like, or was recently the head of the, this black pope. You know, and some people say in the order, I guess you could say, like, the you know, the Illuminati order, you have the community of 300. Then you have... Um, yeah, it's like crazy. Queen Elizabeth, and supposedly this guy above that, but you know, it's hard to say exactly. But you know, you know, I just wanted to kind of I pulled the quote for the show because I, I thought this was really interesting. So you know, the, this whole thing is kind of about the really related to the Vatican, right? And this right. has to do with Christianity or Catholicism. So who better to do a dig on that than Catholics or or, yeah. or Christians? Yeah. Right? So I found this, I found this website called biblebelievers.org.au and this this yeah, dig they did dude right there yeah so this dig they did actually shocked me okay so this is biblebelievers.org.au and i'm going to read a quote from this article okay in carthage the canaanites called themselves punics 
Rome attacked Carthage in full force beginning in 264 BC and completed their task after killing or enslaving every Carthaginian, whatever, by sowing the land to salt so that nothing could ever grow there again. The Edomites descended from Esau later intermarried with the Turks to produce the Turco-Edomite mixture, which later became known as the Khazars, who are the present occupants of Israel. These Canaanites eventually adopted the name Sepharavim for deceptive purposes. They later became known as Venetians, and by marrying into European royalty and aristocracy, the black nobility. The Venetians control the Federal Reserve System in the U.S. Dude, that's everything. That is everything. Dude, yeah. I was just walking yesterday because someone sent me this video breaking down the Kazarians, and I was just walking, and I was walking my dog, and then I just dropped my fucking leash. I go, and that's why Israel never wanted to recognize the Armenian genocide because you go far, 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 far back. It, there's a good chance that a lot of the Kazarians were Turkish, and they, you know, they still wow. have turkish blood in them and it wasn't a geopolitical thing because that was the only country that got along with israel because we thought okay they're just playing ball man deep deep back the turkish created israel because that's some like kazarian shit right there dude that is mind-blowing to me yeah and again here's the pieces just perfectly fitting again and it makes it so deep, dude. That well, these- and, and we started off talking about, you know, the actually we didn't get into a huge part of this, which is that oh, the, really, the Canaanites yeah. and the Phoenicians and the Sumerians eventually evolved into what was Egyptian culture, right? Mm-hmm. And the Egyptian culture basically was a rehash of what of the culture that they were trying to kind of bring over bring from over. Babel, yeah. Babylon and Atlantis. And yeah. Stuff. Well, and this is why the the uh, you know the Illuminati look at. The Egyptian time period as the golden age because it was really when they were taking control of everything and then you have Jesus that comes and kind of throws a wrench in their whole plans so you know looking at Jesus too kind of going back with the cross aspects you know that also kind of you can look at related back to Saturn and how like the astrological symbol does have the cross in it as well so uh, for instance just to prove Ben's point here uh if you if you were to take a box and kind of cut it and then open it up, yes, it actually cross right. So why why sacrifice somebody on a cross unless you were sacrificing someone to? Well, yeah, and then then yeah. on top of it, you know, and, and this is like you know some some Christians might have a hard time with this. I, I think growing up, this always kind of affected me because you know I, I my father is a, is a retired Baptist minister, and I always was confused why we had Jesus always like look like he's just on this cross. It's like, why don't we have him in this like ascending, you know? So my, so it wasn't until recently it really hit me that this is the, this is like the, the church being infiltrated. To me, it's, they're actually saying, look, we killed you. We killed your savior. We have him permanently nailed to a cross to show you what we did. This is what we accomplished. Damn. Shit. Damn! Yeah. Damn! 
Dude, that's it right there, Tro- dude. Sounds like trophy hunting to the dude, max. Dude, that is some show. Yeah. Okay, point. Look who's back on the board, everybody. <laughs> Fuck Mexican Drake, dude. It's it's crazy because when you sit here and you start thinking, like I talked about earlier, man. At some point, I'd realize I go, man. You take the three major religions, and we we'll even throw Mormonism. Like, there's a book inserted at some point, and maybe Mormonism and uh, Islam come from these books being made, but. There's a book that's being made that's inserted. Uh, three of them involve something so holy with an angel that they can't write it down. And if you look at like how you have the Torah and then later the uh, oral history of the rabbi, the Talmud, which is actually called the Babylonian oral history of the yeah. of the rabbi which changes kind of where judaism goes same thing with the bible and christianity same thing with the you know uh the quran and islam and again you know i'm not insulting your not you guys but the listeners beliefs okay because if you read these books and you go out and you're a nice person and you treat people well okay I have no problems with you, but I'm talking about why are these books inserted? Why do these religions change kind of their course following these books? And then each one of these books have something in it that the other religions just lose their skull over and they want to fight with each other. Who's, who's introducing these books? Okay. So, and that, and that brings us kind of brings us back to the bloodlines because uh, like a, a lot of people don't really understand this whole part of it. Like you can look at what we just read on here about the Canaanites and how all of that morphed and stuff. Right. But what ended up happening is after the, after the destruction of, of Atlantis, of then Babylon, of then Samaria, of then Egypt and all of those things, every single time, this same group, the same cabal was forced into a position of needing to kind of like uh, take a step back and they lost everything and then they had to rebuild. And over and over again, they've been rebuilding the same culture in a different setting using different words and all of that stuff. And what they, what they, what, how all of that worked was, and you guys probably know this, but you know, in the Bible, God blessed 12 bloodlines right? That these were his, his bloodline. And what these, this cabal did was to spite God. They like, they tried to seed 12 of their own families. And then they created a a 13th, which was infiltrated directly by Satan. So not only was their blood originally nasty and messed up, and then they were like basically infiltrating all of these like you know, kingdoms and stuff like that. But then the the last one, this is where the conspiracy gets kind of nuts, is the Merovingian bloodline, which is what Fritz Springmeier first and kind of first introduced. Well, yeah, and that's that's what the Holy Blood and Holy Book okay. yes. is really about. Now, what they think, this isn't what we think, yeah. what anyone here thinks, what, what they think is that Jesus actually had a, a child, that Jesus had a child with Mary Magdalene. And that child's bloodline was the sacred bloodline of Jesus and Mary. And what these people think is they infiltrated that bloodline with Lucifer's bloodline. And that's the Merovingian family. You got really, it got, the internet got weird because they're on to us. Say that line real quick. So, So basically what they think is that Jesus and Mary had a child, which created Jesus's own bloodline. 
and the the I guess you could say the the Illuminati or whatever the thirteen bloodlines basically infiltrated that bloodline with Satan's direct seed, so that this Merovingian bloodline is sort of like the kingpin of all of these other uh, bloodlines. And so what they do is they they inter they interrelate all of the different bloodlines with the Marian Merovingian bloodline and then back into their own bloodlines. Why? So that they can create antichrists, like numerous antichrists in all of these different bloodlines and just spread them out to the world. Well, and in this I mean again, this is not necessarily what we believe. This is what they, this is what they think. So we're, we're, is, not, we're not this trying is to their, say what we believe. This is their effing psychotic yeah. religion. But but right? then and this goes back with all the presidents, right? Like you you start doing a lot of research into this. Did we lose you? No, we're here. No. We're listening. We're listening. You start doing all the research, right? You look at the Bush family and you start seeing everybody who's connected. And, you know, from our research, and again, you know, this is just from our research. I'm not saying this is absolute fact by any means. In fact, I just really encourage other people to look into this themselves. But it looks like both the Bush family, the Clinton family, both are connected to the Merovingian bloodline. You know, and then this girl, this sixth grader, or this the sixth grader, you know, was able to trace all these things back, and it's like, man, all of these follow the blood, the Merovingian, and and you start seeing other people are connected, like Tom Hanks's name gets brought up, you know, who's it's like the sixth cousin of Bush, one of the, the Bush. Okay, family. but to be to be so. more specific, okay, so the the Clinton family is actually an offshoot of the Russell family, which also was infiltrated by the Merovingian bloodline, and the Bush family apparently. Is okay. The Bush family is uh, an offshoot of the actual Rothschild bloodline, the Fritz Springmeyer's bloodline of the Illuminati. So that, but in, but in like, but in the long run, they're all like, they're all interbreeding with each other, which is why there's all these bloodlines start. Yeah, everyone's an everyone's an Aster. Everyone's yeah. a Rothschild. Everyone's a Rockefeller. <laughs> they're all just but, sleeping with one and another. And again, you know, we're we're mentioning like. You know, certain names we're bringing up. It's not that we're trying to say this person's good or bad. We're not. We're not it's not like that. We're just trying to show connection. Yeah. Look at and look. Yeah. John Todd, who was an offshoot of the Collins family, which is supposed to be one of the most occult families in the in the Illuminati, right? I mean, he came out and look at all the good he did, giving us all of that truth. I mean, he really tried his best, and he lost his life for it. Oh I mean, my God. he was. He was he was eliminated. And yeah, I mean, I mean there, there's a few people that came out, you know, um, yeah, Bill Cooper, another one you wrote, you know, Behold the Pill Horse. And then there's um, John Coleman, John Coleman. And then um, Schneider, uh, Phil Schneider, who came out, you know, in the, uh, in the mid nineties talking about all of this too. Well, I just want to get into some stuff real quick as this relates to a lot of stuff we're seeing today. Uh, I mean, we have Epstein. We have this story coming out about ABC. How, you know, like yeah. if if Epstein's dead, and I, I, you know, I could say it could go either way. I've already stated that. But if he's dead, people are like, oh, you know, and like I'm sorry, but Hillary going on Trevor Noah and like him asking her, hey, how'd you have him killed? Like everyone, like at first I was like, fuck Trevor Noah, and then I go, oh fuck. I think that was done on purpose too to control the message. And it's like then this ABC thing gets dropped. And what does she say? And something I said much earlier that I thought Epstein was above Clinton's pay grade. Okay. I mean, as crazy as that sounds. All right. And that who could have the power to do that? 
Queen Elizabeth, right? And like wow. we wow. find out this this Let reporter says Buckingham Palace said kill this story, and you're yeah. like, damn. And now we, you know, it's like who could get who is. Listen, man, we talk about all the orders of thing where wherever it is is a Pindar. Who's be who's after them? I mean, the committee of three hundred. I love them. Why? Well, because I'm an L.A. Clipper fan. <laughs> and if you look at who is on that list, the owner of the Clippers is a member of the committee of 300. And that's how I know we're going to win a world championship very quickly. <laughs> so, you know, my point is not all lizards are bad people. All right. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know where Queen Elizabeth is on that list. But, but it's I know there. it's high up there. I know. Yeah, so she's the, supposed to be the elusive like, Windsor bloodline. Yeah, so she's supposed to be at the top of all of that. Like yes, she's the queen of of that whole thing with the committee of three hundred, and um, well, so and she's oh, very so high up there. What the this is what interesting too, and I think we even talked about this last time we were on the show. But what the Canaanites were proposing, and the reason why they were eating eating children and eating people is because they they thought that it would um, it would inject it, their lives with more energy and bring them back to youth, right? Okay, now, uh, if you look into the, the whole Windsor bloodline, you, you come to um, you come to Vlad the Impaler. Yes! And if you look at those revolved around Vlad the Impaler, you have Elizabeth Bathory. Well, what was Elizabeth Bathory? Elizabeth Bathory is the all go on, hanging her virgins up and draining up. She was, yes. Okay, yeah. so the internet went weird right there because once again, we're getting too close. But basically, what you're bringing up is that this lady, right, was kind of known as the greatest serial killer of all time. She is the all time. is she it's the order of the dragon, correct? Is that the name of the group? Yeah. Okay, the order yeah. of the dragon, and what is her name again? Because you just broke up right there. Um, what. Well, yeah, her, her name is Elizabeth Bathory, and she she killed about six hundred and forty maidens and hung them up and drained their blood into a bath and would bathe in their blood. Yeah, oh and coming in, and coming into more recent times, I mean, this is more like what um, you know, Aleister Crowley was really influenced by this woman and what Aleister Crowley was doing, and then you start finding connections with Aleister Crowley and how he basically had connections with everybody who was in politics during that time, you know, and like you don't hear about him at all really being talked about by a lot of the mainstream media or anything else. He's, he's left out because he wasn't directly involved in the politics, but he was the one who was influencing all these people. And a lot of his ideas and concepts came from Elizabeth Bathory. So, yeah. And, and um, so what's interesting about this whole part is uh, Aleister Crowley believed that Helena Blavatsky was like it, he he was like his, his soul sister was was maybe uh, explain Elizabeth Bathory or um, Helena Blavatsky. Oh, yeah, yeah Helena I'm gonna. So Helena Blavatsky, what's can you guys hear me right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just listening. That's why we're quiet. So what's interesting about uh, uh, about Helena Blavatsky is that she was the first to bring a lot of this occult information to the public with a couple of books that she wrote, one of them being Isis Unveiled back in like the late 1800s, mid 1800s. She also started a magazine at that time that she published called Lucifer. The magazine was called Lucifer. Oh and my the, God. the editor that helped her edit 
and it was also a channeler that worked with her was a woman named Mabel Collins. Collins is the 13 bloodline name. One of the 13 bloodline, yeah. Mabel Collins was convinced that she knew, not only knew who <laughs> Jack the Ripper was, but also had kind of like an intimate relationship with Jack the Ripper. And everyone throughout history oh, wow. is like, we, never, we don't know who Jack the Ripper is. We never knew who Jack the Ripper is. But it's just so weird that with Ben and I's research, we've just stumbled across who the frig Jack the Ripper was. Oh, yeah. my God. Are you, you going to put out a video or can you tell us? Is this like... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so if you watch our our Law of Attraction video, it's it's like the secret unveiled is the um is the yeah, the thumbnail. She's, she's like she's like a she looks like a she looks old as fuck. Was evil. Hold yeah. on, are you thinking Jack cracked. the River was a woman? No, yeah, no, she, no, no, no. This is this is a woman. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He's saying is. Jack Ripper was a woman. No, no, no. Jack, Jack the, Ripper. the Ripper was apparently um um a very uh talented magician. That Mabel and Mabel Collins was afraid of him, but also was kind of like, like, what, what was his name? I can't remember his name right he, now. He's, he's not somebody that you Robert would, something or other. You, you would know in history. But the weird thing is, they found like bloody rags underneath his bed, and like there's all these weird things that just nobody no way into. But what's weird about this is like, look at this now. You have you have Helena Blavatsky that's bringing out all of this. She's basically revealing all of these truths that basically come from these satanic secret societies like the Freemasons, which, by the way, is, is like was infiltrated by the Knights Templar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She brings all of this stuff out to the public and she has this entire group working on this stuff and a magazine called Lucifer. It just so happens that Jack the Ripper somehow is hanging out with someone in her group. I mean, come on. Dude. Like, why yes. isn't anyone looking at this stuff? It's so crazy because it's like it I just know. goes back to this group and it's just these dark arts people. I mean, Quisl Queen Elizabeth was convicted in the in the basically the disappearance of I believe these native Canadian children and a gentleman went to arrest her and they seized him and they threw him in a mental facility and they drugged the fuck out of him and he's never oh been seen God. again. Yeah. Do you know, just, just the other day, I don't know how old this video is. Just the other day, I came across a video that someone sent to me. It was like on Facebook or something. And it was just, just a camera and people were just like outside Buckingham Palace. And all of a sudden you see this like naked girl on a jump out of a window yeah. on a flagpole going down. And everyone's like laughing at her. It's like, oh, look at this like naked girl like going down this flagpole. And then like... um. I you was see, told. Like, hold on. There I just want to tell you. I was told that that was some sort of, I believe, British or Australian promo that okay. somebody put out. And I was like, and like, because I was putting it everywhere too. And I'm like, well, you just got to also understand, and you guys know this, that you yeah. know when Obama passes this bill that basically or um, uh, modernizes this bill that allows you to use propaganda, that stuff like that. A prop that allows the U.S. government and I'm sure other governments to uh, to use propaganda against their own people. What we are now seeing is super yeah. duper slick stuff being put out, pushed to us as uh, this thing, so that we run out and show it to everybody, and then they're they're making us look bad. I I did the same thing as well. 
not real. Yeah, and, you know, and we're usually pretty good at that. This was just I wasn't gonna like ever talk about this right, on our right. show or anything. No, no, it was just no, something no. I saw and I didn't look into it deeper. But typically, you know, we're, and we're, we're, we're we play that side of the coin because like anything that we get, we're like, okay, we have to look at this from all angles, you know, because because this is what the other side loves to do. They love to put out fake content, get everybody to share it, and then they debunk it. So then when the real true video comes out, everyone either ignores it, doesn't believe it, or whatever, you know. And this is exactly what happened with this video of, of the so-called video of Hillary Clinton. Yeah, why is Obama coming out talking about deep fakes? Yeah, yeah. Unless they're afraid of... Some, of, of a real, real video. videos coming out. Yeah, Why yeah. bring that up? That's just technology. That's just that's just technology that I would use if I'm a movie producer doing special <laughs> effects. That's not something that needs to be a mainstream topic being discussed by a high level politician. I'm sorry, that looked super weird. Well, yeah, and then on so there's that this video that came out of Hillary Clinton and Snopes reported on it. Yes, However, right there, they, you they, know they, it's they, fucked up. But they reported on the wrong video. They re- they were saying this is the video that everyone's sharing, and I was like, no, no, this is the fake video. They didn't even touch Snopes. It completely ignored the real video that people are talking about, and the real video. Here it is. Every time we talk about something, like they Hillary jack our Clinton internet. Uma Thur- or not Uma Thurman. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Not real quick, hold on, Ben. Ben, hold on. Start from the beginning right there because again, I'm telling you, every time we start talking about something juicy, our, our internet goes freaking weird. Okay, I'm telling you. So start uh so Snopes starts talking about this video. You're saying it's the it's the wrong video. Yeah, yeah. So Snopes talking about a video that Huma Abedin is supposed to she's like they're saying, oh, she's wearing this mask and this is it. This is supposed to be this like child thing. That's the wrong video. That's we already knew that was the fake video that was going around. Oh, and it's like, really? yes, this is the fake one. The real one has the screenshot of what looks like looks like a very uh basically um hillary clinton and Uma abedin in the basement of comet ping pong laying on a ping pong table and it's definitely in comet ping pong because everything lines up with the photos of comet ping pong like the line on the floor the stage in the back the ping pong table has these marks in it we looked at everything it's like this is this exact same room okay so then it's kind of like you start thinking about that, and then you start looking at all these crazy deaths, the suicides that are happening in the NYPD. Yes. There's like one of them that just happened, right, within like two months. And one just happened recently. So then you start thinking about that. What did they have? Well, they had Anthony Weiner's laptop when when all of this and, went And down. who's Anthony Weiner's wife? Huma Abedin, which works directly with Hillary Clinton. Who people think is they people think is is Hillary Clinton's uh, love like, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so then you know then you have this like reported video that's out there which um, we haven't seen. So it's like you know we haven't seen it, but this is what some of these police officers, not the ones who were killed, we don't know exactly who came out. There was a chief of police that came out in the NYC, some uh, NYPD, who said, you know, there's a video of Hillary Clinton and she's cutting a face of a child in an operation room. And then 
does crazy things with it. You now, know? here's what I want to say something about that video and why I think what's on this laptop is real. And the mm -hmm. reason I think it's real is because if you study the story of Susan Rice, okay, and what at some point right before Hillary is about to do a victory lap and win this election, okay, or what we believe was going to happen, Comey reopens this case. There is no reason for him to reopen the case from perspective of, what click he claims, okay? Who he hangs out with. But this is supposedly the NYPD goes, if you do not open up a case and reinvestigate Hillary Clinton, we're going to let everybody know about this laptop. And that's why Comey comes out when he had no reason to do it. They were so close to getting her in and then everything would have been washed away. That she, he comes out and announces that the FBI is re-investigating Hillary Clinton, framing it as emails. Just like they framed Benghazi as emails. When Benghazi was not about emails, Benghazi was about, did they leave J. Christopher Stevens out there to die because he knew that he, he knew all the dirt on Hillary, Obama, John McCain, Israel, starting ISIS, training them, funding them, arming them, and all that stuff. So uh, here we go with the framing of, uh, of something as one thing when it's a, a, a complete another thing. When we have documents from the, C, from the FBI, which states that the FBI bureau in Seattle saw the laptop, what was on it, and lists... Hillary Clinton crimes against children. Now, the reason I don't think anyone's seen this video, because if you get this video, one, they're going to come find you and kill you. And two, if they don't kill you, they're going to say you're a child pedophile and you're, they're going to throw you away for a very long time. It is not easy to get this out. C Trump is dealing with a system that is rotten from the top to the bottom. There has been a, there's a reason why Trump had went to Salt Lake or Utah and got a bunch of Utah judges to put them in because everything else has just been just uh, completely just uh, 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 rotten to the core. I know you guys might have to go, so I'm going to wrap it up in a few. Um, where's the black cube right now? I mean, we see black cube intelligence. We see it right now with Weinstein. Uh, I mean, black cube is there. Amazon. Uh, you can get an Alexa. It's a black cube. I mean, we see that like the ring on the Amazon. A lot of people think that's Saturn ring. Nike, Saturn ring. I mean, yeah. it's like everywhere, dude. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the weird thing is the, the Israeli... They have like a anyway. It's called like Black Cube. It's literally like this top secret Israeli for hire group that wow. you can have. Well, and look at D Wave. So, yeah. D Wave is shaped like a black a cube. D Wave is a quantum computing system that only a few huge things have, right? Like Google and you know. And that guy, who, that guy who created it's talking about like HP uh, Lovecraft and the old well, ones. The, the guy who created it, his name is Jordy Rose. And, or, uh, he, yeah, he was one of the creators of it. And literally, he's sitting there in one, in, a, in like two different interviews. He's talking about bringing these like old ones, referring to Lovecraft, like into this dimension. And this other guy was, I can't remember what, it was like a kind of like a talk show that he was on, like a, 
I don't know, kind of like one of these late night talk shows on who another one of these developers. And he wasn't joking. And he literally said that they compute in a different dimension. And the lady was like, just kind of laughing. Oh, at it was, him. A, it was a, what's her name? Um, the blonde one yeah. on Comedy Central. It was, um, it was on Comedy Central anyway, but he was dead serious when he said, when he talked oh, about man, why I forget her name? Samantha B. Chelsea, Samantha Chelsea B. Lately. Oh, yeah. Chelsea Lately. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. Hillary. Oh, Chelsea. Listen, man, I've been teeing off on Chelsea. And to be honest with you, dude, I used to do a lot of coke back in the day. And I had a lot of sex. The whole 2000s was like a coke and sex thing. So I should love, I should love Chelsea Clinton. She was, that's, that's my tribe, no, right? No, no, Chelsea, Chelsea Lately. No, so I meant Chelsea, I meant Chelsea Handler. I should love Chelsea oh, okay. Handler. Yeah. But Chelsea Handler was, you know, there's a CH on Epstein's <laughs> logs. She was seen having dinner with him several times. I mean, oh, like, man. it's just yeah, like, I hate it. it. I hate it because she's a comic, but, you know, it's like, stop. And now she's part of this whole thing to get us all to fight with each other with white privilege. And she's calling out Trump on a, a grab the pussy still. It's like, you were hanging out with Epstein. And after. Sam, let's, let's, why, why is Ellen's entire set Epstein Island? Yeah. <laughs> It's just it was a small part. You can't say the whole set. You were being way no, too no, no, nice. No, really. <laughs> I'm here, but it's still it was like the same design. There are palm trees, yeah. the same blue and white stripes. Yes. Stuff just look. It just looked weird. Like, of course, could that have been an accident? Uh, there's a there's a chance. But yeah. Like, well, no. I mean, well, you just look at everybody who Obama gave a medal to, you know, and for what reason? And it's like you start lining all those people up, and it's like, wow. All of these people have been named by, uh, you know, especially if you're following Q. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't kind of ironic? It's <laughs> kind of crazy. So now I just want to go back to this, like, Vatican thing. So we see the Nazis. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have James Corbett come on, and if he won't, I'd love to talk to you guys about. Uh, was Hitler a Rothschild? I totally believe so. The story of him, his grandmother was basically a maiden or a, you know, a housekeeper for the Rothschild. They had him. I mean, dude, you studied the Game of Thrones in a weird way. It's almost the story of Hitler. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like the bastard son of a crazy king who goes and rises. And what do we know about leaders? They're not voted in. They're handpicked. So why would Hitler be any different? Why does Hitler suddenly escape to uh, Argentina, right? Where did a lot of the Nazis go? To the Vatican to get, you know, shipped out to the U.S. and all the different places <laughs> they go. Okay, so now we start going Hitler, Vatican, Nazis, Vatican. Who was sent here? To a Nazi was sent here. What they start? The CIA. Okay, so now we got the CIA on everything. The CIA. You know, do, how do drugs get into the country? We get seen the CIA get, sends them in all the time. What do we know about a lot of organized crime families? In America, in South America, in Europe, a lot of these crime groups, what are they? Heavily Catholic. They have a very heavenly Catholic fucking background to them. They're always going to the church and meeting with, you know, it's just like, is it possible that these Jesuits are playing both sides of this thing? They're both the CIA and organized crime. I wouldn't even say possible. I would say this is what seems to be really going on. You know, we, there is a, somebody we talked to who, who does contract work for the CIA, 
Um, and he was telling us directly, I mean, all this, M the MS-13, he was, I mean, he basically he said straight up, this MS-13 gang is basically now the hit, the, the hit piece or the hit team for the uh, CIA. It's like when the CIA needs something, they have the MS-13 gang carry out their dirty deeds now. Well, let me uh, just talk to something you just mentioned. If uh, I just give you a little bit of lead, and maybe this could be our next episode or something if you want to do this together. But yes, um, the, the be awesome. The uh, the Krupps family, the Krupp family. If you want to know more about Hitler and Nazis and everything you just talked about and how basically the Nazis weren't Hitlers, they were actually a part of the uh, the Illuminati. If you study the corrupt bloodline, you'll learn a whole lot about that. And it's all documented. It's probably the one of the most crazy stories Fritz Springmeier wrote. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, I'm in, there's dude. a lot to it. I am in, dude. I am all about that action, dog. Because you know yeah, we, what, man? We need to get you guys on our show. Yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> dude. Anytime. I will fly out. I'll fly us out just to hang out with you guys in New York anytime. And also, you know, listen, you guys are killing it. And I know that, uh, you know, your YouTube revenue stream is getting effed with. Uh, you know, you guys might have to start doing some ads on your show. I know it sounds weird, but... Get some ads going. And then I know you guys are doing live events. Like, your guys are like, you guys are national treasures, bro. I like, I love. Hey, I mean, hopefully the Nicolas Cage type. Because, you yeah, know, that yeah. whole thing we've got going on. Yeah, is dude. Like awesome. Hey, dude. You, they they, they need some merch. They need some merch. They no, have they no got merch. On the website? Yeah. yeah. You, so you if you, you have a, a little connection off of uh, YouTube on Teespring. And if you go to like our about page on YouTube and you go scroll down to the bottom, it says awesome merch. You click on that. It goes to our Teespring store. And uh, yeah, we designed all those shirts in house and they're really cool. You have a trip. Well, yeah. I got one with an awesome dude with an edge of wonder tattoo punching a reptilian in the grill. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, uh, I will add all these links to the description show. Uh, so um, our fans and you, you guys are huge. I'm sure all of our fans are already fans of yours. And, uh, Guys, I uh, this is my Christmas all the time you guys are on. I just love listening to you guys. Mostly I'm fascinated by your ability to say everybody's name correctly. Uh, that to me is a... We're terrible at that. I am oh, shocked. no, dude. You guys don't even know how bad I am. Uh, I, I, You guys, I love both you guys, Rob, and I, lo I love you guys, Ben. And uh, I would love it. And uh, anytime we could do anything together, I'm all about always bring the tribes together and uh, you know i support you guys in anything you guys do uh real quick before we say goodbye can you just tell our fans where you want them to go check out one more time anything you want to push yeah please go check out edgeofwonder.tv and subscribe to edgeofwonder.tv it's what's keeping us going and all of our all of the best work that we do is on edgeofwonder.tv this is what just published just now is actually the history. It says the history of va vaccines, but it's actually the history of pharma in general, and it was it goes deep. It's really crazy. And one of the things that we're working on right now is a major, big documentary series that's going to be like um, probably like close to thirteen to fifteen episodes. And and uh, and you're going to love this because we're calling it the Old World Order. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. Dude, yeah, how so do you guys sleep? Do you guys sleep? Like what are you guys? Sleeping uh, is for chumps, man. Yeah. We gotta put this out. Yeah, th this this documentary actually was a huge undertaking, bigger than we realized. But we're gonna actually have narration over the whole thing. We've already oh, wow. did all the interviews. We're 
we're just kind of writing it and editing it now. So we're going to have a first episode. It's going to, it's going to tell the whole yeah. story of everything. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I love the story of everything. That is great. I mean, guys, I know like the YouTube is effing with their shit, but you guys are too important to where there's a, you know, it's like life finds a way, man, you know, yeah. and you guys are going to find a way to get this thing going. And it's just going to, at the end of the day, man, what they're going to force us to do is kill their business model. And it's what's going on in Hollywood right now. You know, I have a pirate ship right now. Tinfoil hat. I have a Mexican fuck <laughs> Drake and a quiet guy over there. And we raid some people and they don't do anything to us. And not that I would ever want her, but sometimes I got to call some people out. And sometimes these people are pretty powerful and then they realize they can't do anything. And that's what they're going to they're Dude, podcast, the guy who is running HBO just left to go run uh, the guy who's running HBO just left to go run a podcasting network. Like, if that doesn't let you know where the future is and where the power is, and, dude, it's it's in what we're doing. And, you know, man, like, I, everything you guys say I co-sign on, I know there's going to be somebody listening. Oh, this Dude, we don't all have to see it all the exact same. We all have to have an agreement that – this is fucked up. No matter what you think happened on 9-11, whether you think it was just planes or you think it was explosives or you think it's direct energy weapons, it doesn't matter. All we have to agree on is that some dark art shit was involved. Yes. Yes. So you guys Amen. are the fucking best. I love you guys, man. And I, if any time we can powwow when I'm in New York or I can just watch you guys do your magic, I would love to do that. Uh, their yeah, edge yeah. of wonder. Dude, any you're welcome on the show anytime, bro. Oh, anytime. do not tell me that, dude. <laughs> do not tell me that. There'll be a knock on your door <laughs> in three hours as I get to LAX, okay? <laughs> Take you out for nachos. Let's go. <laughs> Done, dude. Done. You guys are great. I love you guys very much. I mean that. And uh, I just... I need to get sit down and now that we got the studio done, my, my time will open up a little bit and I'm going to uh, just sit down and just enjoy your guys' content because you guys are really great at doing what you do. Hey, Joe. Uh, man, Sam, sorry. I'll like, take Joe. Sam, like, thank you so much for everything that you're, you're doing, man. Because yeah. like this, like the stuff that you do on uh, tinfoil hats, like so important for everyone and just being a part of it is like so we really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, do you always have a spot on this pirate ship, dude? Okay? Mm -hmm. Just get a parrot and a sword and get ready to rock, <laughs> dog, because <laughs> yeah, you know, we're fucking some people up. There, Edge of Wonder, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I want to thank uh, Mexican Drake, and I want to <laughs> thank Johnny for sitting in. And, uh, dude, I got to be honest with you, man. These are my favorite episodes, dude. Like, we talked about some stuff. I hope you listen at home. You appreciate the knowledge these guys dropped. And you guys digest and understand, dude, it's not about groups, okay? Groups, it's like it's economic levels, dude. And at the highest levels of every one of these groups are these dark arts, dude, who get us to fight with each other and stop getting mad over Jews and, and Muslims and Mormons. And just understand at the highest levels, there's these dark arts guys getting us to fight with each other. And if you stop fighting over straight and gay or black and white men and women, you start realizing that there's some 
bisexual lizard people running everything and getting us to fight with each other. That's where the power's at. You guys are great. We'll see you again soon. And let's do that Hitler episode whenever you can, okay? All right, Sam, you're awesome. Thanks Thank so you much. guys and have a great night. Guys, take care. We love you guys very much. Take care, everybody. Ciao, ciao.